Today is Thursday, October 11th, 2007, and this is Radio Wave. God loves Alabama. Ooh, 
from my front porch I'll look beyond The lines drawn to divide us And I can see that you're just as proud Of the land that you call home So I will stand with you And I love her too There's a common bond between us We're all a part of the greatest land So world has ever known Oh, America God loves all America You can see Him in the sunshine You can feel Him in the rain Oh, America God loves all America Ooh, I know that He Cause he left her caller home And I know that he must love me too He let me call her America America God shed his Well, there you have it. We are, uh, of course, excited. We've wanted for a long time to announce what uh, we announced today, and and many of you know it. Have already gone online. We've already we're starting to hear from a lot of people, and and uh, even heard some people already making the reservation in hotels. So we're excited that Maria will be coming here, 2008, July 4th. Actually, we'll be here for July 1st to the 5th, and um, to have. The mother of God come here has always been a joy, and we've had probably 10 or ten to 12 visits. I don't know. Uh, Joan's in here in the studio with us, and she's our archivist, so she keeps track of that. Do you know how many times? I don't know um, exactly the number, but I know that there are about 120 apparitions altogether that have been here over the years. So many of you out there listening tonight know that um, playing a song like this about Alabama in the beginning may think, well, we just have too much pride about Alabama. But if you've been here, uh, you'll understand the song. And if you're coming and you don't understand it, you'll understand it when you get here uh, next July 4th. It's um, something that um, we have love for Medjugorje. When we go there, we feel it's our home, and many people across the land call it their home. In fact, there's a group of people uh, down in uh, Mississippi that says Medjabama. So they refer to it there, and others are saying the same thing. But uh, Maria herself, walking around here, says this is how Medjugorje was in the beginning. And it's been formed by her messages through her apparitions, by her asking for a community and everything she did here through these apparitions through the years. Her first visit, of course, was in 1988. In those three months that Our Lady was here, she gave messages every day. And uh, this was a shock to Maria herself. And so of late... Uh, visits by Maria, she referred to uh, this place uh, as holding something that Medjugorje had in the beginning. So um, <clears throat> it holds dear to a lot of people's hearts who've been here. A lot of people have been renewed here, and life uh, began for them 
Uh, one man I know here I talked to recently who had been here in 1988 has not missed one single mass every day since 1988. Never missed mass daily. And he he calls up every Thanksgiving and uh, thanks our family, thanks me, thanks the others that have continued uh, growing what Our Lady has established here for um, opening up what we did to Our Lady. And of course, we take the view that we did nothing. Our Lady has done everything. And for us to have her here next year on the birthday of our nation means a great deal to us. There's a lot of threads that sew this fabric or this cloak together that we've been heading for this date for quite some time. Actually, I wanted to do it five years ago. <clears throat> it didn't work out. We've Talked to Maria. I've talked to her several times about it and uh, even made a big push last year, but we just couldn't make things work out with the time of what we were doing, what she was doing, just a lot of complications. And um, here we are now, July 4th, 2008, going to have Our Lady with us to reconsecrate our nation, to petition her to rebirth our nation in front of the most crucial election perhaps we've ever had. I know there's been things throughout our history, but we've never had what assails us that assails us now. We've had moralities. You had the Civil War. You had different things. But we've never had the the laws against nature, radically against nature that face us and the potential of having people that will be governing this land that are for these violations that can't it can't be you can't exercise a government you can't exercise a nation's continuance breaking the laws of nature there was a study done of 65 civilizations and out of those 65 civilizations they all fell at the same point if not before of where we are right now as a nation people are are clueless in so many ways of how serious of a condition we are in a nation. This began here not by accident with Maria just coming here and Our Lady or starting to carry It began here praying here, seeing that our nation was in trouble back in the late 70s and the early 80s, praying to heal our country. The tree, the field was all consecrated to Our Lady before she ever came. Not for her to come, and that could never have been in the imagination. Uh, my family and I consecrated one day when we were praying out there, that all who see this tree see God in it. Don't even know why I said that. My wife remembers it distinctly. It was kind of oddity. It was just something that came out. And, of course, we never imagined that the Mother of God would be appearing out there later. And when Our Lady did come, the apparitions were a shock to us that they ended up in, that, in the bedroom. All the messages our lady gave for three months came from the bedroom. Thanksgiving Day, November 24th, 1988, our lady said she'll appear tomorrow. Or rather, that was on the 23rd. She had said that night, I'll appear tomorrow in the field. So we had the one apparition for three months out there by the tree. What we realized at that point was uh, very little. Because just as apostles walked with Christ and the plan unfolded, they hadn't seen enough to understand where Jesus was going with what he was doing. They had no comprehension of that. So it took some time, even after Maria left, to kind of, for things to kind of unfold of what, what was happening. And 
uh, of course, going back to Medjugorje, we asked through Maria Our Lady several questions often, or not often, but when I would go there, about her plans. We knew she had plans here. And yet we didn't understand them all at that time. It took time and years to begin to realize that Our Lady was saying uh, everything from the bedroom, because that's where the family comes from. That's where the husband and wife is. That's where the conversations take place. And from that point, you heal the family of our nation. Then Our Lady went to the tree, which represented our nation. That's how your nation is healed. It's through the family. So Our Lady comes to back to base that if you want your nation healed, individuals must be healed. Those individuals are raised in the family. The family is healed. The town is healed. The nation is healed. It works just that way. So the tree has come to be recognized as a representation of our, our country, our nation. We've gathered there for the Patriotic Rosary for years and many events. And the fact that Our Lady came Thanksgiving Day, June, or Thanksgiving Day, November 24, 1988, uh, believe it or not, we were so taken up with the events and so many people coming into the house, even in the middle of the night, that we really lost track that Thanksgiving was upon us. That seems hard to imagine. How could that happen? But when you had the mother of God coming and, and then thousands of people coming to your place, all of a sudden you get caught up in that and the events and just preparing for the next day when Our Lady would announce the apparition. And uh, we we forgot about it. So when Our Lady chose that day, we had already asked her several times because so many people were coming that if it could be somewhere else. And Our Lady declined that, and it was her who initiated that. The, tomorrow I'll appear out there at the tree. So that date is significant, and John may want to elaborate on why that through the time and through um, a lot of maturing through prayer that we begin to see the plan and understand somewhat of it, even though we can't say we understand everything. But Our Lady does have, actually Our Lady said in Medjugorje, I have many plans. You know, the, Maria was going to Ireland, and when she was going to Ireland, Father Slavko asked, or rather, Father, Father Slavko was going to Ireland. He went to Maria and asked if she had, uh, asked Our Lady if she had a message for the people of Ireland, and Our Lady gave no message. He went back the next day again, and Our Lady gave a message. Uh, we have a lot of globalization talk. We have a lot of movement toward globalization. But God's way is nations, not one world government. God's plan is nations. It's biblical. It's principled in the in the Bible. It is not one big world government. And so uh, Ireland was favored with a special message. We've got to realize that Our Lady favors nations. She wants to be a mother of all nations, of course. But there's things that she does do. And as you've read, if you if you've read Medj.com today. Uh, what was written earlier that I put on, uh, Our Lady does have special plans. She is she is the patroness of this nation. So why would that not mean something that she comes and unfolds a plan that if she can convert the people here, which guides many other people and many other nations in so many ways and as far as influences, away from evil, away from our wickedness, away from our sinfulness, toward light, that others would do the same thing. Nations are made up of people. Convert the people, convert the nation. The nation who converted, converted other nations of the people of that nation. It's just that simple. 
So November 24th, you might want to elaborate a little bit about that, Joan. It's funny because um, uh, I just looked up a message right from um, right before we began um, about a mosaic. And um, when I looked it up, um, because in reflecting on Maria coming next July and um, so much about what's going on with our nation, uh, there's so much in our own history with the Terry and the apparitions and that um, seem to be separate from each other. But when you start looking at them piece by piece, it, it becomes a big picture that you can start to that, that starts to materialize like a mosaic. And so I looked this message up and the, the message says, little children, by means of the messages, I wish to make a very beautiful mosaic in your heart. So I may be able to present each one of you to God like the original image. Well, what I didn't know is the date of that message. That message was given November 25th, 1989, exactly one year after Our Lady first appeared in the field and in the bedroom. Uh, Terry's first opportunity to be an apparition happened to be on July 4th, 1986. And it's funny because he never told us that on all these years and because I think he really had forgotten. That date wasn't significant to him at the time. Um, we discovered it ourselves in the community when we came up upon uh, an old itinerary of his um, showing the dates that he went on this pilgrimage, on his first pilgrimage to Medjugorje. And um, lining up what he did day by day, um, he was only in Medjugorje one day. It was the day of July 4th that he was in this apparition for his very first time being blessed by Our Lady. And uh, for us, that's hugely significant in what Our Lady's done and led us towards in this um, time with our nation. And um, I think it's an opportunity for Terry maybe to really um, go back in time and and maybe share his experience of that particular apparition because we're always asked by so many people that they'd like to know more about our history, how things started here. And I think Radio Wave is going to give the opportunity to really uh, delve into some of the, our history in a way we haven't been able to before. So um, this apparition, of course, happened um, more than 20 years ago, I think 21 years ago. And um, so perhaps if you want to take it over. After a break, I guess. <laughs> Going back to Alabama Now that I've learned a thing to Life for me ain't been so easy But I've got some living We invite you to an experience of a lifetime Come to the five-day annual retreat December 8th through 12th Of reconciling ourselves, our families, and our nation back to God. 
it will not only recharge you, but change your life. America was given a beautiful gift on Thanksgiving Day, November 24, 1988. The Virgin Mary appeared in an open field, consecrating the spot by her heavenly visitation. Today, Our Lady appeared and she was very happy when she came. She announced through the Magigoria visionary, Maria Linetti, she was here to help us and she would intercede for you to God with all your intentions. Experience Our Lady. Experience Retreat. Experience Christmas. Experience a place fragranced by the Queen of the Angels herself and leave moved deep within your heart. With Our Lady appearing 26 years in Magigoria, come to a special place she's visited and designated and allow Our Lady to enlighten you in regard to God's plans to renew the face of the earth, nay, even all of creation. For more information, call Caritas of Birmingham at 205-672-2000. So if you're wondering why we're playing this, it's supposed to make you homesick. We, uh, we have uh, several people called us today and said, I can't wait to be there. So uh, even though you have to wait nine months, and it just worked out that we allowed, allowed nine months to announce this before July uh, 4th. Uh, if you need a little break between that, you can come to the December event, which is a beautiful moment. And the field real intimate. And um, it's a joy for us, for the community. And as I said, if no one came to this. We'd do it for ourselves because it's our celebration of Christmas, pre-Christmas. It's a beautiful event. But in regards to, Joan, your question, um, I think, was it a question? Mm, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just saying a little bit about the first apparition. It was July 4th, 1986. Uh, an insignificant date because how could you be thinking about July 4th, that they have independence in Medjugorje when you're going and and also... Why would you think about it? You'd have to understand more of the mentality at that moment. Very few people knew and understood what Medjugorje and the events were. We didn't know if the apparitions were still happening even daily. There was so little news because it was still underneath the communist regime. We were the first largest group or, or first l- large group from America that had come to Medjugorje. We came with 200 people. It was on a Blue Army flight. They had bought their own jet plane and they were flying people to Fatima. Um, to Medjugorje and to Rome, and uh, we were basically spending two days in each each place, and so uh, it was incredible because we stayed in Dubrovnik because there was no place to stay for that kind of crowd at at that moment, and that's of course around three hours away. And when we got there, it was in the afternoon, and and several of us started talking and said we want to go that afternoon to Medjugorje. Well, everybody said okay, we'll just rent buses. 
and we'll take four buses and, and go on to Medjugorje and spend that afternoon and try to get there before what we now had realized through the guides that the apparition would be that evening. Well, when people got to the hotel, the hotel was magnificent. And those numbers began to dwindle. And actually, in the end, I think there's probably only 27 to 30 people who end up going out of that 200 group to Medjugorje because the hotel mesmerized the people. It was on the Adriatic coast, for those who have been there and understand what the province is about. And, and it, people were totally captivated by it. And uh, people were tired, so going there, knowing we wouldn't be back till 2 o'clock in the morning, then the next day we'd be going back on the same drive back to Medjugorje. Uh, the numbers really went down. So we went there. It was an extraordinary moment. So I was there. That was July 3rd. So I was there at that time. And then uh, we saw the sun. The signs are strong. The spirit of the apparitions were the highlight. There was no shops. There were no restaurants. There was nothing. People were, still had horses and pulling the wagons. And it was just stepping back in time. So it was an incredible, powerful moment for me personally, as well as everybody that was there with us. So the next, we went home from there. The next day we went there. And uh, they were only letting priests go into the apparition room at that point. And so the next day, July 4th, I'm standing outside. And out of hundreds of people standing there, maybe a couple of thousand, out there outside the apparition room, which was Father Slavko's rectory um, bedroom, uh, <clears throat> I was just pointed to to come into the apparition, which I couldn't believe it. And uh, got in there, and of course, I had been praying myself for a whole year to be consecrated to Our Lady. I didn't really comprehend comp- consecration. I really hadn't gone that deep into it. I knew it was something special, but I wanted to wait for that. And I'd been praying for one solid year that, Mary, when I consecrate myself, I wanted to be special. Well, in the joy and the, the awe of the moment, I wasn't thinking anything about that prayer. And so we were doing the rosary. There were about 20 priests in the room. There was maybe four lay people there with us that was in. Father Slavka was there. And what happened was maybe a few minutes before, Maria and Yaakov had come in. They knelt before a couch, the crucifix on the wall, and all the blessed items would be there on, on there. And, of course, um, it was still, again, as I said, on the communism, so there were things that were, they were very primitive. And... Niggling down there, I thought, wow, this is, I've been praying for a whole year to be consecrated. And I wanted to be special. What better place to be consecrated than in this room where the mother of God's about to appear? And so I turned to Father Ken Roberts, who was a friend of mine, who who was uh, one of the main leading priests on our pilgrimage, and said, would you consecrate me to Our Lady? And he says, what? I said, would you consecrate me to Our Lady? I, I thought a priest had to do it. I really didn't know the formality or you could do it yourself or how it could be done. Well, he turned immediately and stopped everything, you know, in the rosary and announced to all the priests that we're going to impose hands on on you and uh, consecrate you to Our Lady. So here is, you know, a few minutes before the apparition with all these priests. Our Lady talks about the hands of the priest the sacred is Jesus' hands, and I prayed for it to be special, but I never imagined it would be that special. So the spirit that, of course, came over me was very, very deep and very profound. And all the priests prayed. Father Roberts, I don't remember what he said, but he did this consecration. And then we went back to the rosary, and then Our Lady appeared. And during the apparition, for me, I couldn't, I was, I can't describe what I felt. 
But coming out of the apparition room for three hours, I couldn't speak to anybody. I had actually lost the ability to talk. Um, I just, I was unable to do that. And uh, at that time on the cross mountain, the group had seen colors like rainbows behind the cross. And there was, there were all, several people were crying. They were looking at it afterwards. You know, this is maybe 30 minutes after I came out of the apparition room. And, and I couldn't see it. And I'm thinking, why can't I see that? And then I say to myself, well, why should I even think about seeing that? What I just experienced in that room and being consecrated, you know, I don't deserve anything, anything else. And immediately when I had that thought and said that to myself, I immediately saw these colors of the rainbow behind the cross. And uh, it was pretty profound. And again, in those days, there were a lot of signs like that in Medjugorje in the beginning to to get the believers incited to go back home to tell more people to get more people to come to Medjugorje. We don't see those things so often. We do still see the conversions of the heart. The next day, we went to Fatima. And in Fatima, I was in the chapel and I looked up. And behind Our Lady is these exact same colors and the same shape that I saw on Cross Mountain there in a chapel in Fatima. So the threads of all this was, was profound. But even while Our Lady's writing a story, which she's written with many, many people, not many, many people, millions of people, everybody has their story. Everybody has something that happened to them in Medjugorje. Some profound, some only profound to the people. Some profound to a lot of other people. Some wouldn't turn an eye, but to that person, it means everything in the world. So we have these threads our ladies written uh, with here, what she planned, eventually come in the community, given a message, which many of you know the stories of those things. But what took place at that point, July 4th, was never noted for years. Even though before I went there, I was praying deeply, deeply heartsick for our country. And uh, I can see that the same feeling we feel right now in 2007, the same moment of, of just those who sound, when you talk about our country, almost in despair, although we with our lady, we can't despair. We know we can't, but we still see a very bleak future the way we're headed. That same sentiment was there in 1981. And I remember thinking in that time period of 79, 80, 81, that we're in serious trouble. That's what motivated my prayers for our nation. That's what motivated me to be out praying by this tree. And as things progressed, I was so strong on uh, our country that we've got to do something. We've got to pray. We've got to beg God to do something. It wasn't necessarily to Our Lady at that point. I can't say I had a, a, an over, a, a devotion like I have to Our Lady as I do now. So it was appealing to God the Father uh, to do something. But what I want to match up is that sentiment I felt that motivated me to do that was a sense of urgency that after Our Lady came in 1981 started to dissipate. We do know now through KGB files being released that Russia had a point one night where they knew they were defeated by what Ronald Reagan's tactics were and to, to bring in destruction to the Soviet Union and its economy and, and making it fall. And a lot of the leading communists were together and they were, they were discussing things about what do we need to do. You know, we've got two choices. We are going to fall as a country. The Soviet Union is, dis, is, is over. And uh, I think this was 84. Uh, and then 
several of them said the only only option to hold it together is we go ahead and send the nukes. We press the button. And they all became involved in this and ready to do it. And one long um, communist stood up and said, no, we can't do that. And it stopped it. And, of course, now we know that Our Lady said in 1984, I think the day is March. I can't think of the date. March something. March 25th. Is it, yeah, March 25th. That Our Lady said that uh, along that same time this has happened in Russia. That Our Lady said, uh, rejoice with me and my angels. Uh, for my plan has been accomplished or something to that effect. You can read it in that message. And this, we found out later, was directly related after this book, I think it's in Reagan's War, uh, reveals all this. The KGB, the KGB files being released confirms all these things. So this thread, I don't want to get too complicated, but it tied all this together. And, and our, our Lady averted a nuclear holocaust. It, it can't be no question about it. And and um, Yvonne himself has said that Our Lady... Uh, had only not come, the world would have destroyed itself. So there's many things that show this, both on the secular and the spiritual side and in apparitions, and then what Our Lady even foretold in Fatima. So we're in the midst of all these spitendous things. But but the thing that happened is we saw this dissipation of this urgency. And we got into the apparitions uh, of what Our Lady was doing. And her messages and the Thursday messages evolving into the monthly messages. And we've gone through a period of like a holding pattern where we felt the peace of Our Lady, we felt the time of grace, the urgency wasn't so strong that things were going to end. But in the last couple of three years, we see now we're going back into that position of this urgency that we felt in 1981, right when Our Lady came and started to douse the water, the fire with water. And so it's important as in regards to the time of this July 4th, 2008, the fact that Our Lady has worked this out to come at that point is nothing but a gift from God. And and here we are, 126 days from this election, where you cannot vote. Some would object, well, we have to vote. Suppose we have somebody that's not so bad on this side or in this party, and, and maybe they're for abortion, but not for other things, or for that, so, so the great evil that would be on the other candidate. It doesn't matter. Christianity is Christianity. If you wear that title, you have to vote by principle. And if you can't vote because to vote would break and violate that Christian principle, then you can't vote. So in effect, that vote has been taken away from us. We're in a serious, serious moment in our nation's history. We are into looking what's going on in the universities. 70% of the youth now, 70% of the youth, the older youth, not adolescents, will tolerate lifestyles that's abominable to God. These people are coming of age, and that's how they think, because they've been taught to think that way. And so we think, because we know a lot of people around us would never be for certain things, that we'll be able to defeat this. We've got a little window to defeat what's happening right now. We better pray. You need to be out here in this field July 4th, 2008. I'm not doing it because we want to host something and get a lot of people out here. We're hosting because we want this nation on its knees. 
And if we have to have seeds come from every state in this union to be here in this field and beg our lady to do something, you're our patroness. Forgive us. Find the ten people to save Sodom. Help us. We plead with you, Mary. Then you need to be here. If you have to hitchhike. It's a lot easier going to Medjugorje. And this is not taken away from Medjugorje. We're a billboard for Medjugorje. More people have gone to Medjugorje because of this place than anything that's happened in this country and taking people there. We've repeatedly been told that. I went to Medjugorje thinking I didn't have to go, but after I came to the field in Alabama or I was in the bedroom apparitions in Alabama, I went to Medjugorje. This place is a billboard for it. We never have placed this place above that, but we place it as part of Our Lady's plan. And it's her who said, I have many plans and I need you to help me fulfill them. Our Lady's calling you. She needs you. Five years I've tried to get this date filled. And how is it that this is the date that we end up finally getting? I mean, I could have had Maria here last year, but I, I didn't do that. I didn't ask her because we knew we were headed toward this. And this is the date we felt we needed to do. And for this to mature of the gravity of what we face in our nation. And I'm, look what happened while you're sleeping. teaches you to do your own research. You need to go and research what's happening in our country, what's happening in our public schools and our Christian schools. Don't think it's just the public. I was talking to a girl today, and she says, oh, well, I send my children to a, children to a, to a church school. They're not protected there. They're protected more. But, of course, the Barner study, and look what happened while you're sleeping, shows that by 2014, Christians in public schools will be total secular humanist socialist in their thinking. And the Christian schools are four years behind that. This study's been over a period of 15 to 20 years. 20,000 students is very explicitly clear. And with this study, the Christian schools four years behind it, they're now in the process, it won't be 2014, that the the studies that they're doing and how they answer questions from a biblical worldview or a secular worldview, that actually the date's going to be pushed up. So it's not the teacher, it's not the school, it's the curriculum. It's corrupted. And most parents don't look into it. They don't realize what you're doing. your kids are being taught. A parent has to do research. You have to look what's going on. And you don't, you can't just depend on yourself or your emotions about it. You you really need to, and not depend on sources telling you or these experts telling you. You need to go to the sources and you need to look yourself. So July 4th is an important date that it begins something for me. I begin to pray here. I wanted to convert my family. My The first community I realized was my, my family. Other people came said they want to be a part of this. You live like I do, you come. Our Lady asked for a community. It happened. And, you know, God's turning into the largest Medjugorje center in the world. We're, we're the largest lay community living together like a like an order that's out there. I don't say these things in boast. I say this. This is what God's done for us. This is the voice God has given to us. And we've done everything we can in our power to expose the apparitions, to allow as many people as possible to be a part of the apparitions. And that's our plan for July 4th, 2008.
Now that I've learned a thing to Life for me ain't been so easy But I've got some living yet to do As a parent, are you worried about what kind of society your children will live in? Do we really have a choice in the next election? Or do we get to choose what the powers that be give us? No matter how you structure your future, all is at risk. Money won't protect you. Position won't save you. Your children's future is nil. Our nation must change its direction. But what is stopping it? You are. It all depends on you. If you wonder how can that be, you won't after reading Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping. A couldn't-put-it-down book. Thrilling. Motivating. Edge-of-the-seat reading that will change the way you live and change this nation. Order on MEJ.com or at your local bookstore. Or call in the U.S. 205 672-2000 Going back to Alabama Now that I've learned a thing to Life for me ain't been so easy But I've got some living Going back to Alabama Going back to Alabama Going back You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. talking this morning and I think you were you were um, talking about some Christians you were listening to that um, they were uh, saying how they're just not getting the support to fight the battles out there and it's almost as if um, that people are losing hope even those who have maintained their uh, belief that God's going to come through and but th- th- this struggle has been going on for so long, and now that um, there is, um, uh, it just seems like the darkness is coming stronger against us every day, um, and it w- doesn't seem like we're making much progress as far as the Christian side of things. You know, how do you respond to that? Is there reason for hope? Well, I think we have a lot of hope. The fact that God's sending Our Lady every day now for 26 years. And it's my belief she'll be here for 40 years. I, I believe real strongly about that. <clears throat> because it's going to take that long to lead us out of the darkness. And we're in battle, and we know we'll be victorious. Does that allow us to become complacent, knowing that we're going to be victorious? Well, there's a lot of people that are lost in the battle. That's what, that's what we're fighting for. And why would we not want this nation, or our homes itself, to be in the proper disposition to be favored by God? Um, when if darkness does rain, which is raining now, but if it takes over, well, I mean, we're really literally at risk of darkness taking over completely. I mean, uh, I was just 
reading about the the guy who whose son for his grandfather wrote to uh, have a flag flown over the White House or to a uh, U.S. Congressional House how, um, how, and to have that sent back and the certificate comes with it and they, they removed God from it. Uh, the, the certificate. They sent it back thinking it was a typo. They sent the same thing back. They sent it back still thinking it's a typo and they said, no, the architect of the Capitol or, or who's in charge of it or whoever removed it because of regulations. I mean, these may seem insignificant. It may make you mad. It may upset you. But, you know, we're at fault for this. This happens because of us. We we have removed God from our daily walk. We have allowed God not to be a part of our decisions and a lot of things we do in our life. We're consumed with materialism. We've got to get our own house in order before we can check this other stuff. People wonder, how can they do that? Nobody's for it. There's not a Christian out there, even non-churchgoers or even half, you know, big sinners that wouldn't want that to be there. How are they accomplishing this? How? I'll tell you how. God's allowing it. Oh, so God's allowing his own name to be taken off? God don't want his name to be on something that the people of that nation aren't living. So we're the first. You've heard me say it. You've heard, seen in the writings recently that this country is 84% professed to be Christian. Not all go to church, but they profess that they are a Christian belief. Take a body of anything, 100% of it, and if it's soiled, if it's water, if it's, if it's oil, if it's a crop, if it's an animal eating with cancer, 84% of it, then what are you going to say that the problem is? You know, if, it, if it's made up by 84%, we, we ourselves are the problem. You know, Assyria teaches this to us. The Israelites were taken over by the Syrians as God's rod. God's rod was used to purify Israel. We, we hear people all the time barking about this group or that group or these people. Why is it happening? That's not the biblical principles that if you live God's commandments, if you do what he teaches, if you follow him, if you really love him and you're really his son... And you want to be, then God doesn't let your enemies come over and take over your 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 nation. He doesn't let the corruption go. So we first have to look at ourselves, and that's why it's written today. If you haven't read what's on marriage dot com, read that, study it, because the whole basis for July fourth, nineteen, or rather two thousand and eight, is that we come to the field rejecting our arrogance. And meekness and humility. And we kneel down before Jesus. And we confess. Or they said that's the first station. In other words, that's the first thing you begin to walk. On the way of crucifixion and purification. We must have the presence of God in this country. The only way that can happen. Is if we do that through meekness and humility. And that's our power. Because that's what Jesus taught us. And that's what our lady said in that message that Jesus, my son, could have won by strength. But he chose meekness and humility. So we need to clothe ourselves in sackcloth and ashes on our soul. We don't have to physically do that 
and make a big show of it. But in our hearts and our souls, we need to come to Alabama. We need to come to the field. We need to come to Our Lady and and humiliate ourselves. And that same message I said, Our Lady speaks the strongest she ever has. You possess nothing but sin. So first we have to look at, <clears throat> to have hope, we have to look at ourselves. What have we failed? What have we not done? Done? Where are we not holy? And once we purify ourselves, cleanse the other, the darkness, the depravity that's facing us, it can't stay there. I've watched John Paul in Colorado at the youth uh, festival stand next to President Clinton, and I saw John Paul speak and denounce abortion. President Clinton was known on his record. He had said it. He had told he was for it. He was behind it. But the light of John Paul didn't allow darkness to stand next to him and disagree. I saw Clinton. I wasn't 75 feet away with his hands, one hand holding the other hand. You know, 15, 16 inches standing next to the Pope, shaking his head in agreement. Light cast darkness away. The darkness could not prevail over John Paul. And it was just amazing to me to see President Clinton shaking his head in agreement while Pope John Paul was denouncing very strongly, very straightforwardly, abortion. Incredible. What swears swears in front of Mother Teresa? They own the best behavior. How come you can't do that out there today? How come people... Say bad things in front of you. How can people even argue for a degraded lifestyle or, a, or a abominations or, or to remove God from something without being shameful about it? As scripture says, man does not blush. We're in that time. There's no blushing. There's no shame. So we've got to realize our country is in trouble. At the same time, we can't lose hope because Our Lady's coming and we know that there will be ultimate victory. That can lead to, well, I don't have to do anything. It's going to happen anyway. Well, you know, uh, I've often heard people say to me through the years, uh, well, you know, God's going to get what he wants anyway. It's going to happen. If God wants it, he'll get it. That's garbage. That's garbage talk. Where do you get that kind of mentality? I mean, that angers me. So God don't want anybody to go to hell, but yet whoever died out of out of a hundred people or however many people, some of those went to hell. God didn't get what he wanted. That's a collaborative effort on my part and my evangelization to other people or convicting them through my witness to change them. We've got to be active. Sure, there's going to be victory. We have it. We know in the end Jesus is going to be victorious. How many people will we bring to us to climb that mountain as the lady says and win? She wants large numbers. We should want the same thing. So you bring people next year, July 4th, that don't even know nothing about Our Lady. We never try to convince anybody about these apparitions being real. All our pilgrimages are based just selling people to go. Our Lady said, pray, fast, God, and let God act. Let God act. So all we have to do is do our prayers. 
do what we're supposed to do, fast, try to get people to be in, in a position to be introduced to Our Lady. And we've got to be active. You can't sit around. This show you were talking about, some Christians talking earlier, was James Dobson. I mean, he was saying that, you know, that, 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 that the people are losing hope. They're, they're apathetic. You know, we've got things happening right now, some state legislatures, that once it goes, it's going to start a landslide that completely destroy our culture in, in the United States within three years from now. Not 20 years from now, three years from now. This is a serious threat. It's not, oh, well, we'll stop it. If, if it just continues on the, on the road it's in now, we will not stop it. How are we going to stop it? It ain't going to be through the, the voting box. I can tell you that now. It's not going to happen. You say, are you saying not to vote? I'm not saying that. But you tell me how hundreds of millions of dollars, you tell me how the badgering, the gossip, the slanders, the, the viciousness of, of running campaigns and what people have to do to be elected. You tell me where the light of God shines in that. Or is God withdrawal from that? So while God's withdrawing, he's going to withdraw off a dollar. You'll soon see it. It's already happening. People are upset because they came up with a new dollar now uh, that uh, they say liberty is taken off it just temporarily. See, see, you can't object to that because, oh, they would respond, oh, the Mint, U.S. Mint's going to say, oh, well, we just took it off temporarily. Well, that's the first step. Condition you little by little and do and make the headway from there. And do you know if you look on this coin, it says in God we trust on the coin. It says that. But you know where they put it? For the first time in our history, in God we trust is written on the side of this coin no bigger than a quarter. Do you not think that's an agenda? If you don't think it is, then you're like the Galatians. Oh, stupid Galatians. Just reason out. Think about that. Why are they putting in God we trust on the side when you can't hardly read it? Look at that. Ask for the bank teller to show it to him and say, I don't want that money. Refuse that money. Make it go away. If you don't use it, it can't be used. That's your protest. Oh, don't give me that. Anybody that takes any of these dollars is supporting an agenda to remove God from our currency. And maybe that won't work anyway because God is withdrawing. It can't happen unless God allows it. And things have gotten so corrupt. So our hope is in Our Lady. That's where we have to place it. It's not in, in, in what has actually taken over this country. This country is a beautiful country. It's a profound country. But we have a surrogate system that has actually hijacked it. This is not what's running our country now. What is represented in this nation? And I don't want to go too far down that path because we're, look, look, uh, we're going to do a three-hour special with Look What Happened While You're Sleeping in probably a couple of weeks from now. And we can go more into that, and people can be uh, sending us questions that we'll address to those things. But uh, we've got to realize, people, where our situation is crisis, and nobody's going to fix it. Nobody is going to fix it except God. And the only way we can get him to fix it is do what he says. If my people will repent, I will heal their land. And so... You read that message Mariana received to kneel down before Jesus, to confess, to reject arrogance, and through meekness and humility and love, 
you will win. Together with Elisha, says, we will climb the mountain and we will win. That's our hope, July 4th, 2008. You do not cease to help get people here. Do everything we can. In the Philippines years ago when they were in crisis, one million people filled the street with a rosary. And they were all fixing, or what was about to happen was the soldiers had lined up against all these millions of people fixing to shoot them. I mean, they were about to blow them away. They all saw the soldiers, uh, an image of the Virgin Mary above above them in the clouds. Uh, Fatima, on one of the anniversaries, that's in 20 years of apparitions, there were uh, a million people in Fatima doing the rosary. And in Russia, had one of the greatest explosions in his nuclear arsenal, arsenal destroyed like three quarters of it, set them back years, blew up like 300 of the scientists. You know, are you saying, am I saying, you know, are they in the business of killing people? No, they do that to themselves. That's not all these wish. But, you know, God does intervene through prayer. And we need to realize that there's something very strong that can happen. Uh, July 4, 2008. Will it happen the next day? Will it happen that day? No. Uh, when when Medjugorje had been in a war, or Bosnia, Croatia, with Serbia, what happened there was, was when it was ended, our lady came to him and says, thank you for your prayers and your fasting. This war will end ASAP. I knew then it was a done deal. When did it happen? A year and a half later. So it doesn't happen overnight. So we can't expect, but we can we can expect with hope be praying now. Do nine novenas. Maybe we'll come up with something and put something posted in the next few days to start a nine month novena. Even though we're doing novenas each month now to 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 up to December events here, December eighth events here, we need to be in prayer, fasting for the, a great spirit of God through our repentance to come down on those dates, and especially in reconsecrating the United States of America to Our Lady while she's standing there with us. Going back to Alabama Now that I've learned a thing Life for me ain't been so easy But I've got some living yet to do This year, why not visit the village that is changing the entire world? Mechagoria. Think about it. If you could combine every single event for the past 26 years that occurred in Washington, D.C., New York, Paris, London, and every other place in the world, it would be dwarfed by the event of one single day in Medjugorje. The Blessed Mother, Mary, Mother of Christ, comes to the earth, blesses the whole world with her presence, and speaks to heal a broken world with advising words, which she says are conveyed directly from God. You can be a part of one of the most important events in the history of creation. 
pilgrimage to Medjugorje, and you will obtain everything and more of what your heart longs for. There are a special number of discounted seats available for a short time. Call 205-672-2000, extension 218. Going back to Alabama Now that I've learned a thing to Life for me ain't been so easy But I've got some living yet to do Going back to Alabama Going back to Alabama You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. You know, Terry, we were being in uh, Medjugorje this summer at the Mission House, and um, we were with Maria on uh, July 4th of 2007, and um, she had, uh, I remember going up to her in the morning of the, the 4th and telling her, today's uh, America's birthday, and uh, she got all excited about that, and um, she was uh, with an older Croatian man who was doing some work in their backyard, and um, she told him in Croatian, it's America's birthday today. And he said, oh, he said, do you know that Dubrovnik, which of course is part of Croatia, um, was the first country to recognize America's independence? And um, I thought that was, you know, intriguing and asked him more information. And he said, it's actually in a museum in, in Dubrovnik and that um, uh, Dubrovnik itself had... Um, declared its own independence and because of that and their desire for freedom that when America um, also um, voted for this for themselves they were the first to recognize um, the independence of America and uh, so how ironic that is um, that in this area that Our Lady has come now for 26 years and appearing there that uh, uh, that there seems to, to be that connection with our nation, and uh, but that's um, as far as Our Lady goes. There's a lot that she has taught about freedom, and um, that liberty and freedom. Um, I know that's just been such a theme in our in our own mission that we've discovered in the message. Um, that freedom and liberty is sourced in God, and that Our Lady's come to for that purpose. But this is the forefathers' uh, understanding of of um, what providence, as they referred to God, often uh, gave to us. It's, it's you know, where's what can define freedom? How do you understand freedom? You know, God is the creator of everything, the whole universe. He's the master. He guides it. Everything, nature, everything is totally obedient to Him. A rock can't do, but what that rock's supposed to do. The mountain can't do exactly, but what it's supposed to do. It's never been disobedient. What bird has been disobedient against God? They are complete in the way they were created to do His will. All creation does perfectly the will of God, never deviating from it. The only being that can deviate 
from God's will is man. Freedom. Freedom. Can you imagine that? That's the very core, the very essence of what God's placed in us is, is free will. And this is fabric so strong in our nation's founding that this freedom, America's become known for that. This is not a trait that George Washington or Thomas Edison, I mean, Thomas Edison, Thomas Jefferson, rather, uh, or Benjamin Franklin and, and the others, or John Adams, this is not something they came up with. They just put in, they manifested what's already there, biblically, in Leviticus, uh, Deuteronomy. They put these things out of the Bible. 60% of our Constitution is directly sourced from the Bible. 90% of it can be traced directly or indirectly. No nation in history has had this. No nation in history has has been able to source in the way they they built the nation on this concept of freedom. Man doesn't give it to us. It's God-ordained. And in his might, in his power, his, his awesomeness, he allows us to defy him. And so we often see this, you know, if you protest something, you don't like something, it's all, it's all built in it. But we're losing our freedom. Sin is what makes you lose freedom. And because we're becoming more and more a sinful nation, a sinful world, we're losing more and more of that freedom and we will be oppressed. So this oppression that's looming over us is due to sin. You want to protect freedom, it's not going to come through the gun, it's not going to come through your might, it's not going to come through your military. It's not going to come through the power of a nation. Always remember that a people is not so much protected by their armaments as they are the way of life. Your way of life is your protection. We see here, people come here and witness our way of life. We feel protected because the way we live, not because we've got this so we can have that or we can grow crops. I mean... That's nothing to do with it. It's the way you live that's your protection. Because God says that. Our lady says, you know, I want you underneath my mantle. How do you get underneath her mantle? Lift her messages. I'll protect you. Uh, our good friends in Medjugorje, Nancy and Patrick, um, who have what we call the castle. I mean, you've been to Medjugorje, have seen it. They've been spending probably the last 20 years building it. Uh, completely solid by rock, not not in a facade. I mean, a real beautiful building, a real edifice. And uh, recently, Maria had many things going on in her house, so she said she would. She actually called them, said she'd come over and had the apparition there. Unknown to Maria, they had consecrated that chapel to Our Lady that morning. Maria comes over that night, has the apparition, and Our Lady gave a profound message. And I think the effect was, the the the, the essence of what he said was, uh, for those who come here, I will protect them. You know, this message, or rather this chapel, is is um, shrouded in Our Lady's mantle now. You know, it's a beautiful thing. I know they have to be on cloud nine and will we'll be for years to receive these words from Our Lady. It's a, it's a great uh thing that they merited through humility, through meekness, and waiting years and years for a lady to to, to say something like this. Uh, it's a feeling of the heart that can't be explained 
explain once that happens. But, but Our Lady placed this for those who come there, said, I will protect you. And so this is the way it is for our country, for our family, for whatever we are. Our Lady wants us to protect it, but that protection comes from grueling uh, work on yourself, killing your wants, and doing the will of God. And so as a nation, we must go toward that. And hopefully, July 4th can be, 2008 can be a, a catalyst to bring in more attention to this as we develop for the next nine months more promotion of what's going on happen and what Our Lady will be doing. Um, another question. Um, you know, Mariana has become or has been has come out strongly in the last uh, couple of months and saying um, that uh, Our Lady doesn't come and she doesn't say in her message, dear Croatians, dear Americans, dear Italians. And when you die, go and meet your maker. They're not going to ask you uh, how well of American were you or how well of a Croatian did you live or et cetera. And um, she's not nationalistic, in other words. Um, so with our talk so much about America and our belief in the importance of, of America, are we contradicting this in, in what the visionary says? Or, um, you know, is there something that, um, that, that um, is, is deeper that's going on here? Well, I know uh, there was a, Reconsecration last was it last November of the bishops in the, at the shrine in Washington of the American bishops of of our of Amer of the United States to Our Lady, and so we did something on Medge Medge about that and wrote about it. We had our people in Medjugorje do the Patriotic Rosary that day, and there was a group of Americans that were staying that had come to the mission house, had heard about it, had got the Patriarch Rosary. And did the Patriarch Rosary at Mariana's house because they were staying there. Mariana's upstairs. She hears the Patriarch Rosary being prayed. She goes down and is very moved by it. And she she uh, uh, was told then that the consecration was taking place. So they went upstairs and uh, listened to the consecration in Washington. Actually, they had it on web. So they were listening to it. But Mariana's statement to these pilgrims... She said she was very moved by this. So um, this negative thing about nationalistic, is, there's something wrong with this. This is a term that, that is coming from the United Nations. If you look and look what happened while you're sleeping, talking about, oh, nationalism is bad. Patriotism is is not bad. Being a patriot, loving your motherland, loving your country is not bad. But this is the board game. They're trying to change this nationalistic. I've seen even Maria touched by this. She said one time something about nationalistic. I said, no, Maria, this is wrong. So they're human, you know, and they they may not be in an understanding of really fully what's going on. You know, uh, how many people run around and say, oh, well, the United States or Ireland is going to beat this country up? I mean, this is that's nationalistic. Who's running around saying that? All people out there, and we have other countries that listen to this, you should love your motherland. We had a Russian professor here years ago, and she she was just talking about Russia, and she said something really struck me at my kitchen table. She says, "Oh, but you know, because it was still communist when she came here," and she says, "Oh, but Russia, <coughs> excuse me, but oh, but Russia, my motherland." But the way she said it was so beautiful. I I was I was glad to hear her say that. 
that her home country, she loved it that much. I'm glad to hear somebody from Scotland say, oh, I love my country. I'm glad to hear from Austria if they say that. Nations are God's design. Globalization is man's design. Think about it. How is the Antichrist going to run? Through globalization. That's his push. To transboundary everything. To get rid of nations. Make them go away. Because then he only has one thing to take over and rule over. It's dangerous. Globalization is dangerous to man's spirit. It's the Tower of Babel. It's what God said. No more. And that's what we're building. So, if anything, we need to go more toward being patriotic. It's a virtue to be patriotic, a countryman, a good citizen, is virtuous. If you go and see what the United Nations says about it, nationalism is, if not, I think it's something to the effect, if it's not uh, not dangerous, it's silly. And they're putting this in your school's curriculum. Don't think it's not there. You look at your school, your te- your what you have, your kids, even your Christian schools. This is a, a real negative thing to be for your country. But if you look biblically, it's a real godly thing. Israel, my nation, God says, my people. So the basis, the, the principles of God of how He is, is that we do have nations. Not at war with each other, but that at peace with each other. And so, yes, we should love our country, and particularly this country, because there's no country ever in the history of the world built on the principles of Christianity. And and our forefathers were not deists. They didn't like belief in God. They referred repeatedly in their writings. Don't listen to what these new books are out saying about the forefathers. You go read their writings. You can find plenty of writings by Thomas Jefferson, who they say was a deist, they gave no indication of that being true at all. He he repeatedly referred to Jesus Christ. He was a Christian. You know, so don't buy into this lie. But they have to move us to that understanding so that they can change things and revise history. Because if you don't know your history, then you're, you're, you're a ship without a rudder and the wind can blow you another direction. And so now we're saying, well, our country's free. So I can live this way, and you can't stop me. We had laws against the way people were living today. You went to jail for it, and rightly so. And yes, that should happen again today. You know, censorship. People call it censorship. That's bad. Used to, in a dictionary, censorship was defined as the right of the, the government to protect the morals of the people. It is not freedom of speech to burn a flag. Fifty years ago, nobody would have said that. They would have said it's a sacrilege. Why? Because that represents all the men who died, the freedom, the nation. That represents what Christ gave to us, what God gave to us, a nation built on the principles of Christ. And it still is today. Nothing's changed. It's not freedom of speech. And so we have people don't think right. They don't know how to think about that because they've lost all wisdom. They don't understand why that would not be freedom of speech. And yet you can get out there and denounce somebody else. And it would be freedom of speech. They don't know because people have not prayed enough. They've not grown in wisdom enough. They don't understand how to think 
correctly and view things in a godly way. So, um, you know, Mariana was impressed by this, them praying the Patriotic Rosary. And, and so, there again, you have a strong, strong influence of the United Nations and what it's doing to a lot of European countries. It's very, very much worse off than here in so many ways. Um, you know, there's been, there are many, many, many people in this country that have risen up and have become very wealthy um, using this nation and the freedoms within this nation. And um, it's it's very strange to see these people who um, use the system to, and take as much as they can get from the system, that a system that can't be found anywhere else in the nation, and yet be the the greatest denouncers of this nation, the the greatest haters of this nation. How do you explain that? Well, that was a revelation that came to me and look and right look what happened while you're sitting because I never I was always perplexed by that. How can somebody be so blessed by something and bite the hand that fed it? How can that be? It just doesn't make any logic, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. And it hit me by looking at what the forefathers really said and how strongly so much even though I always knew that our nation was founded on Christian principles, in doing the research for Look What Happened While You Sleep and I was shocked how deep bedrocked these principles were in our country, much more so than I ever dreamed of. Much more so than I was even taught in school, you know, attending when we thought school was safe in its teachings. And so, um, it's a perplexing thing. How can how can you be how can you grow from nothing, become very wealthy, be blessed immeasurably, and yet espouse socialist ideas, uh, anti-American ideas, uh, fund terrible terrible things, and the revelation came that this Christian, because it is, I mean, this nation, because it is so strongly founded on the principles of Christ, that. Uh, John Quincy Adams said that the principles of civil government was indissolubly bonded to the principles of Christianity. That no other nation has had this. So him saying this is an acknowledgement that that our government is from the principles of Christ. Christ said, because of me, you will be hated. You'll be despised. And it dawned on me that in writing that, that that's it. If you look at these people who bite the hand that feeds them, they are for immorality. They don't want to be restricted. They don't want God telling them what to do. Most of them, virtually all of them, you're going to find, uh, have very loose uh, morality. Or they have very stretched out boundaries where anything can go. And so... This nation, tied to those Christian principles, restrict them, even though with their wealth and their money or what they've been blessed with. And so you see this hatred toward this country, but it's not hatred to the United States. It's hatred to what it's bedrocked on, and that's Jesus Christ. I'm not putting an opinion forth, and I won't debate anybody on it, because I don't have to. Their opinion... An argument against what I'm saying is false. 
Nobody should give ear to it. You go look at what the forefathers thought, what they said, what they believed. Just read George Washington's will. It's a wealth of information. Read their writings, and there's no reason to debate. We don't need talk show hosts talking about this stuff. We need to acquire it, put it in our heart, and just say no to these these ways and these movements that's trying to destroy this nation. So it's very important that we grasp first that we don't have to debate or argue about this. It's there. Why do they hate this country? Because they hate Christ. Christ said, if they hate me, they'll hate you. That certainly will apply to a nation that is of Christ. What if Our Lady hadn't appeared in 1981? We know Our Lady, had she not come and appeared to these visionaries, she revealed that the world would have destroyed itself. Why is the Holy Virgin coming? Read sacred scriptures, live it and pray to understand the signs of the time. At 6.40, June 24th, 1981, the world was on a downhill slide toward evil and darkness and hate that that changed in one moment toward the good. Has anything been said about Christians? There's many Christians in the world. But also she gave a message that said there's many Christians living as the pagans. They live pagan Christianity. With 26 years of daily apparitions, do we know if there is some kind of plan? It's her words saying, I want to use you in a great plan. You must pray to understand what your role is in that plan. And it's for the salvation of the world. How will it happen? Because you are the chosen ones in the time of grace, walking with her, who are going to instruct the others after the time of grace. When Our Lady came June 24, 1981, it was at that point that God had decided to bring us ten secrets, three admonitions, and it's going to happen. They will happen. Do not put off drawing closer to God now in the time of divine mercy. Find out more about the most extraordinary plans in 2,000 years of Christian history. Sign up for the Maj list free and be kept informed of the most important event in your life, your children's and your grandchildren's, and all your posterity to the end of the world. See MEJ.com and click on MedgeList free. Going back to Alabama Now that I've learned a thing to do Life for me ain't been so easy But I've got some living yet to do Going back to Alabama 
You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje.、Uh, a point that you had brought up earlier、um, in the conversation,、um, you mentioned something about、um, the Tower of Babel, and this was、uh, obviously something where、uh, we read where God had split the nations, or this is where God had split the continents, confused the tongues, and and from really from then on,、uh, nations came into existence. And God obviously chose Israel as the nation, and there were so many different things that were symbolic in that.、Um, regarding Maria's visit、uh, next year for July fourth,、uh, July first through the fifth, two thousand eight, what, what in your,、uh, in your, just in your prayer, what do you see or what do you feel all these years has been in the plan that Our Lady has for for our nation? Because it's obvious. That、um, you mentioned in one of your talks that uh,、um, Our Lady had given a message to Mariana when she was only receiving interlocutions. That happened in the United States.、Uh, Yakov's last apparition happened in the United States、uh, after Our Lady had stopped、um, giving、uh, weekly messages. She was only giving monthly messages. She comes here in the bedroom, and Our Lady gives messages every day. So there, there's something, and I know that you've written about these things before. But in regards to Maria's visit next year, may, what is it that you see in your prayer that that maybe Our Lady has in store for our nation, and, and the hope that she has, because there's obviously some plan that she has for our nation for the whole world. Well, I think Our Lady said that she humbly stands before our freedom, and where she won't impose things on us, and.、Uh, You know, the bigger government gets, the more it imposes things upon people: regulations, oppression, which restricts man's freedom and leads him into sin. I mean, a lot of people didn't become evil just because they lived in Russia. They became evil because communism、it、wasn't living in the nation of Russia. It was it was the form of government that man chose, which restricted freedom and took freedom away. And so, we have to realize that because of that.、Um, Our Lady does have plans, and she does has certain desires for this country,、uh, as she does all countries. But we also have to realize that Our Lady, you say, okay, well, we are we favoring the United States? Is, our, is this Our Lady's favorite? Well, you know, all I can say is what Our Lady said. She says, Medjugorje is the place、uh, that I favored more than any other place the Almighty has sent me. Oh well, I'm jealous out there and. You know, some place across the world. You know, that's your favorite. You, Mary's playing favorite. Well, there's certain reasons. I, mean, I think Our Lady is, does favor the freedom that this country stands for. She wants that. And if we have that kind of influence over the world, why not tap into that and and、um, open things up? And use, we have been used as a rod, just as Assyria was.、Uh, you know, I wrote something called the Sacred Bomb, which I think we'll play on、um, the. Three-hour special about look what happened when you're sleeping, but in that, I wrote in there that、uh, her, you know, her、uh, America, her her necklace, her son's rod, and you can see where the United States has repeatedly been used to correct certain things in the world: World War Two, World War One, different events throughout the world. And so, I think our lady favors this nation. I'm not saying above other nations, but I think there's traits in this nation that Our Lady favors. I think she's very fond of a nation that is built on the principles of her Son. How could she not be? 
And how could she not choose that to be that way? And we got to look at the demographics of the United States. You know, when nations became nations after Bible, I mean, this place was preserved for centuries. It was almost like, I mean, tomorrow's Columbus Day. You out there, you go read something about Christopher Columbus tomorrow. You read what he thought. You know, the revisionists and your school books, read with the school books of your kids what they say about it. He came here hunting for gold. He was ruthless. He killed people. He did this. He did that. He was egotistical. But that don't match up with his own writings and the men that was with him. The first thing they, when they saw land, you know what the first thing he did? The very first thing he did was recite the Hell Holy Queen. Save Regina. All his men on the ship knelt down and sang this. Everywhere they went, you know, was named after the Savior, Salvador. Every every place they landed was was connotated with that. He said that he felt he was driven by the Holy Spirit to come to this land. And so we need to go back to what they said, not what others say they said. You read Christopher Columbus, do some research. Teach your children. Don't rely on anybody else to do it. You are the primary responsible one to do it. And yourself. Educate yourself. Why is this important? Because if you don't know why we're here, who we are, you won't be what we're supposed to be. If you know your roots, then you've got heritage. You've seen some families that, you know, they go back and they, they're proud of that heritage. And they hold on to that heritage. But you don't have heritage. You don't have anything to hold on to. Satan knows this. The revisionists know this. Change history, you change the future's direction. People go back to the history. It's not erased. They hold on to that. And they, they're proud to be what they are. You know, everybody that's ever come to this country was Americanized. And they were proud to be Americanized. It's a sin not to want to do that. I say it's sin in a sense against this nation and what it represents. People have always been proud to come here as an immigrant and be Americanized. What's wrong with that now and demanding that? That's not oppressing anybody. That's bringing unity, not diversity, not a bunch of different cultures. Oh, there's little Italy. There's Chinatown in every city in Chicago and New York and all these places. That's culture. That's, that's nice to have. That's beautiful. But you go there. I remember the Vietnamese coming here in the 70s. I remember walking out of Mass one day, seeing probably eight Vietnamese and one family standing in the back of the church because we were, they were singing... Um, I think it was America the Beautiful. They all had their hand on the chest, which wasn't the flag, but that's what they thought. And they were weeping. They were so grateful to be in this nation. Where did that go away? Why are we teaching and allowing people that you don't have to feel that way? If you're coming here for the blessing of this nation, then it's biblical. It's, It's Christian principled that you have a grateful heart. We're doing damage, not expecting people to be that way and we're doing damage by not holding that expectation that you are to accept that we don't have to apologize to anybody because we want everybody schooled in the principles of Christianity Christianity our father forefathers expected that and they did that and so we've got to understand the concept of nations is something from God not man the concept of this Getting rid of our rid of our boundaries and trans boundaries and all these things that's happening now is something from man. Motivated by something from darkness guiding him. 
It's through his actions, and it's not going to lead to good. The sovereignty of our country, the sovereignty of other countries, should be of their interest. And they should protect that. And they should fight for that. Fight for it. So, where does that fight come in education? So, we've got to realize that this, everything's so much deeper than when we look like on the surface. And we just accept the, the which way the wind blows. People are so just... I mean, you can't say anything other than just grown ignorant. So mesmerized by the daily events of what happens or what Satan offers without realizing it's Satan. You know, when you convert too, the, the thing is that when, when, when God offers you good, you gotta realize Satan offers you a good. Then you gotta discern between the two goods. Usually the good that God gives you is a little bit bitter. The one Satan offers you is real sweet. It's something you might want to do. Oh yeah, I'll do this. So, Satan's very clever. If you're not praying, you're not fasting, you won't know the path that you have to take. But in regards to that, as far as uh, nations, we, we have to realize that we are a nation, a light on a hill. Demographically, what I was about to say earlier was that we were, we were two, two oceans were put on each side of us. We're just naturally protected. And for the first time, this natural protection through globalization is eroding our sovereignty. A very, very dangerous thing for not only this nation, but the whole world. America, the United States of America, should lead the world in freedom because we have that cord into our civil law based in those Christian precepts, based in Jesus Christ. That being the case, the world will follow. But we're going right along with the rest of the world. We're not breaking from it. We're just complying with it. You know, nothing supersedes our Constitution. Nothing. No international law. It's illegal. And yet we're submitting to that. We're submitting to other nations' ideas who do not have the concepts, the principles that we have. And this is insanity. So we're throwing our nation out the window. People say with the Queen of Peace, I'm one of our children. What does that mean? Look at how much strife surrounded Jesus. And yet he was in peace. We're in peace. I'm very content with the philosophy he had that we're not violating the Queen of Peace and what she's expecting us to be a peaceful people. But we're to be a convicting people. And often people identify Jesus as causing discord. Why? Because he was so strong in his way. And when people couldn't mold him or change him or politicize him, they said, oh, he causes discord. They cause the discord. We're walking with the lady. We do it. Somebody doesn't agree with it. They're free. It's okay. But we are a Christian nation. We don't have to bend to anybody. And everybody should come to those principles and be recognized by that. And and so would you <clears throat> would you say that perhaps Our Lady may be that this visit of, of Our Lady next year is this in your prayer? Do you think that that this is Our Lady possibly restoring us to our older glory, or maybe perhaps bringing us to something new? That maybe the time has come where um, I believe you in one of the writings, and and I can't think of it off the top of my head. You you mentioned something about there's a uh, a prophecy that a, a Protestant country would uh, would convert to the faith, and uh, alluded to the fact that this possibly could very well be the United States, and knowing that our founders 
that there was a lot of uh, Protestantism that was involved in the founders, and and perhaps maybe the time has come that Our Lady's name uh, is to be more understood and known in our nation like it's never been before. Well, there was a little bit of discernment period I had to go through in writing, look what happened when I was sleeping, and, and and there was discussion here amongst everybody here about should I write this, two versions, one for, for people that would uh, not have Our Lady in it, for more for, inclined toward the Protestants, or one with her, and then one with Our Lady in it as it is written. And after prayer, I realized, no, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say what I say. I've always said what I said about Our Lady. No apologies offered. Because all this came from Our Lady. All this understanding came through the messages. And and um, if Protestants read that book and they reject it because it's about the Virgin Mary or it says so much about the messages, you know, I understood they won't when the first secret's released. They're going to go back and find that book. Because everything Our Lady said and what she's done, they're going to want to know about it. And so... Um, we have a, we're in the Bible Belt here. We're less than two percent Catholic. Uh, Our Lady comes and does something in this country for this country. Right here in the middle of that, uh, Protestantville, we have Protestants come here praying, and and wouldn't it be beautiful for Our Lady to win them over? Yesterday, somebody picked up some material in a in a doctor's office, five hours, four or five hours drive. They drive up here yesterday. They want to see everything. They're just mesmerized by everything. They're just taking it all in and come down and they do the divine chaplet with us and we give them a little thing and they're reading it and I'm, I'm, I hear the woman next to me and she's uh, saying the prayers, you know, just like she's done it a thousand times, the way she's saying it. And, and then I find out after Lee, they're a Protestant. They didn't know nothing about Mary, but they sure liked this place and they, they, they heard that she may be coming back and they're going to be here. Our lady's winning them over. We've got Protestant ministers reading, look what happened when I sleep, and buying them for other people now. So we don't have to be apologizing. I mean, it's not up to somebody else to uh, to reject or accept Mary. She's God's concept and when she, before she was created. It it's not up to whether they believe in her or not that's going to determine things. You know, the purpose of the secrets, the, the sign on the mountain is to give testimony and validity to the apparitions. So, we some of the best Catholics are former Protestants, and and uh, we see that here, and um, we realize because of that we have um, a lot of work to do in some ways. But it's not our work; it's God's work. All we need to do is stand up for our mother, what she's about, and do it, and realize that she wants the sovereignty of nations protected. She wants you to love your motherland. She says the message that Jesus pray for the pray for my son's visit in your home country. Your home country means sovereignty, not global sovereignty. That's her words. Meditate on that. Got 
Caritas views the pilgrimages we offer as one of our most important ministries. Those of you who have traveled with us over the past 22 years know that our experience gives you the best environment to allow you to experience the true Magigoria. Our first and primary concern is for you to return home with a wonderful encounter with Our Lady, who will lead you to an encounter with God. There are many paths to choose in going to Magigoria. Our prayer, with God's grace, is to direct you on the best path in your quest for a beautiful pilgrimage. Many have told us that our pilgrimages have been the best retreat of their lives. This is our prayer and desire for all who accompany us. My experience here has been profound, and I can't put it into words. It's like a prayer boot camp. Caritas has truly put their hearts into this trip, and it's made all the difference in the world. For the most profound experience of your life, call Caritas at 205-672-2000, extension 218. Going back to Alabama Now that I've learned a thing to Life for me ain't been so easy But I've got some living yet to do Going back to Alabama You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. You know, I was, um, so many different things happening in, in the formation of our, of Caritas and my walk with Our Lady and, and things that just happened and really profound. And, uh, just one of those things I want to cover is because we were talking about Protestants here. There was a, there was a Protestant minister who, who, um, actually sold presses and he started coming here as we did a print shop. He'd been coming for five years. And he came up to me one day and he said, you know, i um uh, been passing through here for five years. And I just want to tell you, there's nothing across that street on your Highway 43 down here that uh, is in that field where the Virgin Mary appeared, you say. But a wooden cross and a white marker, that altar out there and that tree. He said, but I've come to believe in this by what's manifested over on the other side of the road, on the other side of County Highway 43, which was the Tabernacle of Lady's messages. And um, by seeing this manifest, it gave him validity and proof of across the street. Well, one day I was late uh, getting out of the house. My wife was already in the car and uh, I came through the kitchen and the radio was on, and I heard this words of this song that came on, and it was about running late, and then it said um, something else, but it, that got my attention, and I had to get out of the car, and uh, what I heard on there just shook me because it actually sent a cold chill over me, literally, and uh, we see where God has actually, we know real songs for this place here. So many different words were put in different songs 
Well, just what you're hearing now, going back to Alabama, that's Kenny Rogers. Um, why did he sing that? Uh, the one we begin, begin the program was Phil Disco, I think, uh, God Loves Alabama. And, uh, and many, many things like that. And it's tied directly to the field. This Protestant minister is saying there's nothing out there but this wooden cross and this white marker, your altar out there, and where Our Lady appeared. And, it, and he knows that's real by what happened across the street, uh, from County 43. And here it is, I'm listening to this song and just blown away, and I'm hoping that they'll say the name of it so I can get this song, because I, was, I knew there was no chance that this was written except for here. And they did say the name of it, I did get it. It was never played again on this Christian radio station. I never actually heard the song anywhere on any radio stations after that being played. So uh, I want to just play it and give you proof and show you uh, how things are so inspired that we know, and this is not just one isolated song. We've got many things that have happened here along this that has taken place like this. I was driving myself crazy Running late again My thoughts about it scattered As leaves in the wind A servant in a selfish world A slave to the dime Racing like someone insane To be the first in line Then I saw it there on Highway 43 In that moment Sent a chill all over me A wooden cross By the side of the road A plain white marker A story told Made me think my time will come There's a last mile travel For everyone One life to live We're just passing through Our days are like gifts Precious Myself a promise Right there and right there I do the things that matter Before my journey's end I mend some broken fences I tear down some walls And say all those I love yous That I've been putting on I pulled over At the first payphone I saw No more waiting For a better time to call Wooden cross By the side of the road 
Spring white marker Story told Made me think My time will come There's a last mile travel For everyone One life to live We're just passing through Our days are like gifts Precious and few straight from a lady that she says I want to or rather God wants to speak to you through many ways through man through nature and various other ways and uh, this is a message that continually manifests itself in reality for us as you just heard uh, it's it's almost incredible and and it's really exciting when we see God doing this and and everybody has their stories through the years who've who for the tens of thousands are actually over easily over hundred hundred thousand who've come to the field and to the bedroom through the years that um, these stories of their own happenings, their own walk. And uh, I see that awaits people in, in this next July 4th, 2008. Um, well, the song said, um, the, our days are like gifts, precious and few. And I think that, you know, we had this nine-month stretch before... Uh, July 4th comes, but really, these days are precious and they're few. Um, we had that urgency and that feeling from Our Lady that she wants us to be living each of our days with the understanding that our days are few, even if it's 10 years from now, but still, that we we don't believe that. We feel that they, we have to take advantage of every day. So, looking towards Ju- July 4th, what would you like to see as far as the response of the people that are hearing this tonight, um, the announcement of these apparitions coming? Um, is this going to be different these five days than, than the experience in the field for many of the thousands and thousands of people that have come here in the past? You know, what does our response need to be in preparing for this time with Our Lady? Well, I've traveled to Medjugorje over 150 times in 21 years. And in those 150 times going there, uh, I've always gone for one reason, primarily, even though I had things to do or something with the mission or heading up something or some project. My, my first thing I always would tell our lady, I want conversion. And if we're going to want God to heal all in, we have to have personal conversion. We have to have the presence of God, which comes only through repentance. And so... I prayed a whole year for consecration. You could never explain to me or told me, foretold even prophetically, how that consecration would have happened there in the apparition room in Medjugorje with the mother of God there with 20 priests. It, it just, I'd say how. I, I don't believe it. 
And I think these nine months can be the same way. That that took a year of preparation, not knowing, just I'll simply saying, maybe make it special. But that investment is no different than an investment you might make in real estate or, or the you know, some kind of other financial investment. Spiritually, you, you invest in prayer. You're fasting. You offer. You do novenas. Our lady said, do novenas where you feel most bound. So now is the time to start investing that you really want something special. You want to convert. And remember, it's your conversion that depends on this nation being healed. It's not, I can live my life, I'm coming down here to be in your presence, consecrate this country to you, heal it, I'm going to the beach. <laughs> you know, it's not the way it's going to work. The basis of the plans to reconcile ourselves, our families, and our nation back to God. Our nation back to God is the fruit of the family's conversion, which is the fruit of the individuals in the family. So it starts with me, myself, and I. And this always is something that makes people... Um, they actually don't go that way. They always are going the other way. I want everybody else to convert. You know, and that's when people get a... Uh, hypercritical error attitude toward people who are always trying to, you know, proselytize or tell you you got to be good. You know, just be quiet and silent and convert. And so look at these next nine months as opportunities to invest and then cash in when you get here. Not with expectation, because if you have high expectations, that will block God from doing what he wants to do. You come here just just to do what it's called for. To kneel down in front of Jesus, the priest of Jesus, in confession in that field, and you pray. Well, have the bedroom open, you can pray there. Uh, the five days, we've had people come here and say, well, what am I going to do in the first day of the five days? The last day, they're saying, wow, you know, I don't want to leave. There's just so much to do. What do you do? You just stay here and pray. The, the, the excitement, the meeting people at the restaurants, the talking to people here, people from different places, even different countries... It's such a joy. And you're free. You're free to get on your knees anywhere on the grounds and pray. It's such an environment of, of being with general, the general populace and yet being so, as God wants us to live, as, as our primary attention is toward God throughout the whole day. It's something that doesn't even happen on retreat. This is not a retreat. This is, this is, those people walking to Fatima in 1917. This is our 16. This this is the people that you can come and be with the Mother of God. And so you're not going to be able to exaggerate it. You're going to, you don't, because we don't understand it, you're going to always understate it, no matter if somebody thinks you exaggerate it. But, you know, prepare for that and pray for people to come. Pray for repentant hearts. Pray for conversion. So, it's important uh, that we realize that, op- that this is an opportunity. People say, well, I can't afford it. Well, you know, take a Greyhound bus. Um, get a group of people together and, and sp- split the gas money to come down. Um, you know, let's, let's get, buy you a tent, camp. We've got land down the road. You can camp on it. It's primitive camping. You can do that. So there'll be ways. And, there's, you know, if you've got any questions, you can always call and talk to somebody here in the community at Caritas it's out the way, but we really want to to prepare for this through prayer 
and there'll be more announcements. We're going to be putting the hotels that's listed. We have booked up to 60 hotels around even an hour away, hour and a half where people had to stay before. So you don't want to wait and book, you know, three months from now. The sooner you book, the closer the hotel will be to the field and the quicker you can get out to it. And because of, again, the dynamics of this whole thing, coming together on the 4th of July, the birth of a nation, asking a lady to rebirth our country right before our election, where it's the most pivotal situation where we really don't, is sizing up where we may not have any choices. God may give a season only. He may bring somebody out of the field that's totally Christian-based. We don't know. But as it stacks up now, we're not going to have anything we can do. So we need revival. What is revival? Repentance. What is repentance? The presence of God descends. And and before revival is conversion. So that's the hope. I don't see any reason why um, we can't have an anticipation of hope, not an expectation. We can't be on that side of it, but we can't anticipate. And, you know, when, you, when you've got the mother of God for the first time coming in known apparitions on our July 4th, 1776, the, the birth date of that nation being formed on her son. I mean, how do you think she's going to respond? Well, first, yes, she's going to respond according to how we respond. The purpose in getting her here is to get a response. You know, we've got everything laid out for you. Everything. All you have to do is pray and be here and get as many people as possible. You know, the other thing that's beautiful about it is vacations times. Usually we always had conflict. August 5th, uh, Ali's birthday, 2005. Beautiful. Remember when it rained? If you haven't listened to that, go online on the past shows. Click on Remember When It Rained. That's important to listen to that to understand what's happened here and how much Ali's done in the past. And don't expect that. I don't expect anything like that. I'm not anticipating that. I'm expecting grace for our country because we're looking at what moment we're coming into. But I'm saying that because um, we're in July. People that couldn't come there because school was starting. They're getting ready for school, even in the beginning of August. They want to brainwash your children, so they want to put them in school longer and get rid of the summers. And that's what is brainwashing. We'll talk about that, if you don't agree with that, uh, on our three-hour special because that's that's what's happening in our school systems now. But July is open vacation time, so you can plan. You can apply for that time now. And don't hesitate. Go go where you work and say, I want off these days. I don't, you know, that's uh, July 1st is a Tuesday. July 4th is a Friday, I think. So, you know, you've got from the previous Friday all the way to the next next following next weekend to plan that whole week as a vacation. So it falls right into the week perfectly. So the, 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 the thing has worked out, the time this year, 2000, everything has just worked out where, this is just the perfect time for a lady to come. Um, I was reading recently, too, that uh, the founding fathers, um, knowing that um, uh, July 4th was uh, going to be a special day, that it would, they asked really from their heart that it, it'd be, first of all, a day of, um, a, a day of honor and uh, of reverence. And yes, the celebration, but first and foremost, a day where God is recognized and given thanks for. And hopefully that's what will be lived on this July 4th. Well, we'll end with that because we're back up against the wall finishing up. But we want to uh, say if you have any questions, just call Caritas 205-672-2000. The numbers are there on the on Medge. Uh, anything you want to ask us, we'll be glad to, to hear from you. Uh, we got the 25th show coming up. Um, of 25th of October, so we'll be broadcasting for there. And then, of course, we've got Look What Happened While You're Sleeping, a three-hour special that we'll be notifying you, David Medge, on that, that you'll definitely want to tune into that. And we're going to have some guests that were interviewed in the book, and we really 
uh, want to say we're very, very happy to pronounce this to you tonight, tonight and today and that you continue to be active every day in planning strategies to promote this in your church, your parish, your families. Send out Christmas cards this Christmas. Notify people. Let them know. Uh, that inform them image.com. Print stuff up, whatever you have to do. So we want to say good night. We love you. We wish you Our Lady.